Welcome to Chase Oaks. It's so glad. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here this weekend. We're glad to have you wherever you're tuning in from. Uh, I believe that today's message is going to add value to your life. We've been in a series called Closer. Why? Well, because, you know, for the last 16 months, people kept telling us to distance ourselves from one another. And now we're trying to figure out what does it mean to sort of close that gap again as everyone is kind of going at their own pace. What does it look like for us to actually grow closer to one another? And we've been looking at some one another's in Scripture that really add value to all of our lives, regardless of what your relationship status is. This this weekend, I, I believe that today's message is going to add value to your love life. You might be here today and you might be uh, single and every relationship status doesn't matter what it is, has its own difficulties and singles, their status can definitely bring about some difficulties, especially over the last 16 months, because it used to be. Hey, where do you work? Where are you from? You know, did you go to private school? You go to public school? Now you got to add in, are you vaccinated? I don't know. I mean, it's just weird, right? It's just, it's, it's challenging. It just, it just brings about a whole new, new deal. And, and then I, I've got friends who are just in the dating phase of life and, and dating can, can has its own challenges. A lot of people are like, man, I just wish, I wish I had a boyfriend. I wish I had a girlfriend. It's just like, well, be careful what you wish for because when you get one, there's going to be some responsibilities there. I, one of my buddies, his girlfriend said, Hey, babe, I want to tell you something. He said, yeah. She said, I love you. He said, me too. She was like, are you saying you love me too? Or are you saying you love you too? He goes, the second one. I mean, it's just challenging. Every status has its own difficulty. And then uh, you might be here today and you may be engaged. And again, it has its own difficulties. Anyone in any status can look at another status and go, they, they've got it easier. But as you're growing closer, you're starting to meet cousins and aunts and uncles. And you start thinking to yourself, I don't know if I want to spend Thanksgivings with them for the rest of my life. I mean, it's a thing. It's, it has its own challenges. And everyone here today that's watching today that's married, they know but it's, it's got pros and cons. Let's just be honest. It has its difficulties and it doesn't matter what your status is. And there are some in the building and some that are watching online whose, whose status would be categorized as divorced. And no one needs to qualify the difficulty of what that can look like. And then uh, there is a category of people that I like to just say they're exploring. And what does that mean? Um, they're not in a committed relationship. They can go on dates. They can text people. Uh, they can call them. But they're not, they, wouldn't con- they wouldn't consider themselves taken quite yet, or they might use the word exclusive. It, 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 it can get very, very complicated. But here's the deal. All of us can find ourselves in a complicated boat. Every single one of us. And here's the deal. If you're not a church person, okay, if you would say, listen, I don't know how my friend tricked me into coming. I don't know who sent me this link on accident. I don't know how you, how you got here today. Here's what I know. There are some one another's that we find in scripture. That if you and I were to adopt these into our love life, I promise you, we will be the type of people that other people would want to be with. Or dare I say, stay with. So today, I want to look at three one another's. Three one another's in scripture that I believe are going to add value to our love life. The first one another is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. And it says this, serve one another. With the particular gifts God has given each of you 
as faithful dispensers of the magnificently varied grace of God. The first one another I think that you and I should adopt is serve one another, which is so contrary to how most of us enter into relationships. What I want to ask you this weekend is, what are you gifted to do? What are you gifted to do? Whatever that is, and even if you're on the journey of discovering what that is, when you discover it, know this. Our gifts are for others. They're not for ourselves. Just think about that. Whatever, whatever God-given gift you have, whatever skill set you have, whatever you got, imagine if you woke up every single day going, I want to serve someone else with my gift. Here's, here's what I've discovered in the very short 35 years I've been on the planet. I'm 34. I'm going to be 35 next month. So I'm just rounding up. You get it. Now, here's what I've learned. It is very, very, very difficult to break up two people who are constantly asking this question. How can I serve them? How can I serve them? It it is so hard to get them to fight. It is so hard to pull them apart because they're both obsessed with the serving game. And every single day they're going, Lord, how how can I help them? Can you imagine if you went on dates and thought, how can I serve them? Can you imagine if even if we just even to step in our romantic for a second, even if we just went to work and we just went, how how can I serve other people? I mean, ultimately, whenever we're talking about our love life, most of the time, uh, we've all been asked this question at some point or another in our life. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? And typically what happens is we typically will say something about that would refer to someone with my preferred faith. We would typically say, I'm looking for a strong Christian as opposed to a weak Christian. I don't know if there's anybody here today that would say, yeah, I'm a weak Christian. Like, who says that? Like, no one says that, but it's just like, we, we've said, hey, I want someone that's a oh, strong Christian, and I don't know how we define that, but we, we, we would say that. And so it's just like, someone needs to fit into, they need to pray, like, not just before chips and guac, but like, really pray. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, that's how I'm going to define sort of the strong Christian. And then uh, we probably would get into someone with my preferred appearance, Say, so this, is, this is how I, I, I kind of like him. I was talking to a guy the other day. He's like, yeah, I want to date with a girl. Man, I, I just didn't like her hands. I'm like, really? What are we doing? Like, well, like, like this is this, like this. You really have this thing dialed in. Like size hands? Like what? Nails? What was it? I don't know. Now, then uh, we, if we're really honest, we might even say, we, what are we looking for? Someone with my preferred income. Six figures is nice. I mean, we'll settle for 95, but, but anything below 90, I'm not having it. You know, it's like we, we can have, have our deal. And then for some of us, it's, it's someone just with my preferred personality. Ah, oh, I kind of like introvert. Ah, oh, I kind of like extrovert. I kinda, and everyone can kind of have their own thing. But here's, here's what I've never seen on anybody's list. I have never, ever in my life sat with somebody that said, you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for someone I can serve. Never heard that. I've never seen that on anybody's list. And if we're honest, has it ever really been on ours? In terms of what, because again, what we're looking for, and let me tell you something. If you want a relationship where you're really going to start growing closer, serving's got to be at the top. Someone I can serve. And let's just be honest. 
the rest of the list is a pretty tall order. Let's just be honest. It's a really, really tall order. And it's somewhat of, of an American rom-com romantic comedy fantasy where we are looking for words like so, for someone to say this to us. You are my everything. Really? How? Could they be? They're not that awesome. It's impossible. Only a God could be your everything. I mean, we heard this one in the 90s, right? You complete me. How? They're a human. It's not possible. I can't breathe without you. Yes, you can. I promise you. They are not oxygen. They're a human. And if we show up into our relationships with everything, completion and breathing expectations, newsflash, they're going to disappoint you and you're going to be mad about it. You're going to fight. You're going, I I can't believe you didn't give me oxygen today. I can't believe you didn't complete me. I can't believe you didn't give me joy. I can't believe you didn't make me happy. They were never supposed to. And so what happens is, is a lot of us enter into relationships broken, expecting another broken person to heal what only a God can. You've heard me say this a thousand times. Humans make great mates, but they make horrible gods every single time. And what you have to know about our love life, regardless of the relationship status you find yourself in this weekend, our happiness should never be on somebody else's job description. You go to God for that. And imagine if we showed up on dates, if we showed up into our love life, if we showed up in our marriage, and we're already whole because we got our wholeness from a God. Imagine the value we could add to one another. Imagine how much closer we would become. The second, one another. You're going to see this one another, and if you're married, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get a little elbow. Like, did you hear what he said? Did you, this, 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 is, this is a tough one for a lot of us. And it's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, and, and it says this, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. The second one, another is I want you to be patient. And if I could just put up a mirror right now, this would be, I'm preaching to myself, patience is not my virtue. It is a virtue, but it's not my virtue. I am extremely impatient. And part of the journey that I have made with the relationships that are closest in my life is I've just had to go, wait a second, I, 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 I can't get into this rat race of going, you need to change. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, you need to get your act together, okay? And I'm getting impatient with you not getting your act together. Now, let's just be honest. When it comes to the people we love the most, most of our plans involve fixing them to be who we'd like them to be, right? How can I fix them? 
How can I slowly but surely brainwash them into becoming a better version of themselves for me? Okay, so I'm going to use these little statements, share these stories. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so's husband? Did you hear about this person's wife? Oh, they're great. Oh, I saw her outside mowing the lawn. Have you? No, just kidding. And so you're just you're using all of these things and you're like trying to change them. And some of us are going, they'll get it one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they'll, they'll get it. I just don't know that the fixing them plan works very well. It's a pretty frustrating game if you're playing it. What if we, what if we tried enjoying them just as they are? I think some of us, when we're sitting across the table from someone we're either interested in, married to, have grandchildren with, what have you, we're sitting across the table from them. Some of us are just going, if you would just change, oh, you'd be amazing. If you would just change, you can't change them. And some of us are going to let 10 and 15 years go by and we're going to look back and go, I could have been enjoying them just as they are. So maybe, maybe you're you're just going to have to bear with their idiosyncrasies and their flaws and their weaknesses and you're like what i gotta deal with that for another 30 years 40 years if they die before i mean you're starting to do math and stuff it just gets really weird you're like what i mean somebody asked me this question and i just man it just changed my life and this is what they asked they said what 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 if people never change what if they never change? And, and, and you built a family. You've got houses. You've got, you got, you got a whole life together. What if, what if they never change? And the great Maya Angelou, she said it this way. If someone shows you who they are, believe them. This, I'm going to get better in 10 years thing, I don't know that that's a thing. I think at some point, we all have to individually own our own development. But the game, if they would just get their stuff together game, I don't know that it works. I don't know that it brings anybody closer. Anybody here like getting fixed by someone else? Like no one's raising their hand. Because Why? Because it doesn't bring us closer. In fact, when someone else is trying to fix us that we didn't pay to do so, like a therapist, you know what I mean? It never goes well, does it? Here's what I know. Life can be difficult. Life can be extremely difficult. You should enjoy it anyway. Because you're only given one. People are difficult. You should enjoy them anyway. Because at the end of the day, here's what I know about you. And here's what I know about me. We are all somebody else's verse two that they need patience for. Every single person that reads this verse at some point thinks of me. <laughs> they think of you. They're going, oh boy, God, if you could just give me a little bit more, if I could just bear with them. And we just don't see ourselves as the verse too. When I read it the first time, you immediately thought of somebody else and somebody else thought of you. Which means we're all in this boat together going, you know what, I'll... I'll have some patience with you if you'll have some patience with me. 
Because the reality is, we're all on the same journey together. We are all somebody else's first two. The last one another that I think can bring us closer in our love lives is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. It says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. The third one another tonight, this weekend, is encourage one another. Encourage one another. What's interesting is, it seems very simple. If you ask even a, what we would consider maybe a weak Christian, okay, maybe a rookie Christian, someone that doesn't even know that many Bible verses, if you ask them, hey, is encourage one another in Scripture? Think, of course. I mean, anybody would know that. But when you think about the most encouraging person in your life, most people don't think of the person they're in a relationship with. They don't think of that person. Because when you're spending so much time with someone, what can easily happen is we could fall into the trap of going, well, I know I can clearly see their flaws, so let, allow me to share those with you right now over dinner. It's like, nice to see you too, you know? But just imagine, if you were the most encouraging person that you were on a date with, that you were married to, that you were raising kids with. I read this verse a couple of weeks ago, and you know what I realized? I realized a couple of things. The first thing I realized is it's very hard to be encouraging when we haven't been encouraged ourselves. It's very difficult to give what you've never received. It's very difficult to give it when you never saw your parents do it. It's very difficult to give it when you, you don't get it from your boss. You don't, you're, you're not getting it from any. So you're like, where am I, I going to find it? I, I don't even know what it sounds like. And so what, what we have to do is we have to begin practicing and we, we have to give what we wish we were receiving. And, and if we were to, to look at some of the most successful relationships, the people that were married for over 50 years... The couples that would say, hey, I'm in a marriage that is healthy and life-giving. The common denominator of successful relationships is that they have a high degree of appreciation. A high degree of appreciation. Which means we're not just in this relationship together going, how can I serve you? How? No, you want to serve me? No, no, no. How can I serve you? No, 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 no. Let me put the kids. Let me do bath time. I want to do bath time. Please, let me do bath time. Please. It's not just that. It's going... Hey, thanks for doing bath time. I really appreciate it. Because sometimes, um, as a, the breadwinner of the home, wh whichever you are, it's like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. So why should I appreciate you for what you're supposed to do? It, it, it's kind of like a boss that uh, pays their employees and is expected to thank them as well. It's like I did on every other Friday, direct deposit. I just thanked you. You're welcome, you know. You want me to give you words of affirmation too? Like, man, pretty soon I'm going to be doing your job. No, but don't we all love those leaders that take the time to pay us and say, hey, you're doing a really great job. So if you're not the breadwinner, what would it look like for you to go to the breadwinner and go, thanks for winning bread. I really appreciate it. And I just, 
And I know you've been winning bread for 10 years, and maybe I've never told you. But I appreciate it. And I don't want to have to lose bread to value what you bring to this house. I, I, I mean, you, there, there might be a, a person in the home that, that does most of the cooking. And it's just like, well, yeah, that's their job. They cook. Yep, there's breakfast. Yep, there's lunch. Yep, there's dinner. Okay, and we're going to do it again the next day. And then again and again and again and again. And you've gone decades. And, and the only time you say thank you is on Thanksgiving because you kind of have to. And everyone's going in a circle. But imagine if there was just this high degree of appreciation. Because if I were to take a poll in this room, and if I were to take a poll online, here's what we would discover. That most of our relationships are characterized not by a high degree of appreciation, but by a high degree of criticism. That's what most couples would say. So let us not be those couples. And what I, what I began to realize, even in preparing for this message... That I feel like I'm really preaching to myself. Is I'm going. Ryan there are some people in your life. Including your wife. Who you love. And appreciate. And you just assume. They know. But you haven't said anything. And so what I want you to do. This weekend. Is assume they don't know. How much you appreciate them. And err on the side of caution. And go out of your way. To go you know what. You might be in a relationship right now. Where there's. Some distance. I'm not a marriage counselor. Furthest thing from it. But I could only imagine. What your relationship would look like. If there was a high degree of appreciation. A high degree of. I value you. I value what you bring to this relationship. I value what you bring to this home. I, mean, I can't tell you how many, how many friends I've had that have just gone on dates that are just... <clears throat> they're mad at everybody. They're mad at the waiter. They're mad at the manager at the restaurant. They're mad at the valet. Everybody's a villain. And I'm going, imagine if you were just... Encouraging. You, the other day, I had a very, 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 very frustrating day at the airport because it seems like everyone was stuck in their house and then all at once we said, three, two, one, everyone, let's go on vacation. And so everyone went to the DFW airport and I was having a very, very frustrating day. My car battery died at the airport. All right. I missed my flight. Just a frustrating day. I get to the rental car place at where I was flying to. And this employee walked up to me, and this is all they said. They said, hey, how are you? And I'm thinking, horrible! But not anymore. I don't know how their joy transferred to me. But there was just something about their spirit that just gave me a little bit of peace that said, everything's going to be all right. And you know what I thought as I was driving away from the car? I thought, that wasn't hard. All they did was smile and say, hey, how are you? And some of us can't even get there. 
I mean, just imagine, have you ever just stopped and paused and thought, man, what's it like to be around me? Am I an encouraging person? And that might be difficult if you've never been around it. But all I would do is not put shame on you because you, you, some people would call you mean or you're not the most encouraging person. Around. No, 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 no. All I, all I would just paint a picture for you this weekend is this, is what kind of person do you want to be? Because I've, I've never met anybody that was like, I want to be a mean girl. Yeah. I want to be a mean man. Yeah. I want to be angry. Yeah. Like I've never met. Who wants that? Sometimes you end up there. But what you need to know this weekend is you don't have to stay there. And perhaps we could paint a brand new picture for you and for me to say, you know what? In light of the type of person I want to be, man, I want to be encouraging. When somebody has an opportunity to sit across the table from me and get a meal. I hope they're encouraged. I wish I did these one another's better than I do. But when I thought about this message, I thought, Ryan, what do you need to work on? And this is what I came up with. And I think, man, I just look at him and I just go, man, if we did that, Man, our relationships, we would find ourselves so much closer. My open prayer for each and every one of us is, regardless of our relationship status, that we would apply these one another's to our life. To say, Lord, would you help me be the best that I possibly can to treat one another the way that you've designed in Scripture. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we've had to look at Scripture Lord, we don't take it lightly. I know that there are marriages that perhaps are on the rocks. I realize that every relationship status can be difficult. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would give us the grace to, to navigate whatever season we find ourselves in. I pray, God, ultimately you would be the source of our wholeness, of our faith, of our provision that you you would be the person that we're going to that we have very very high expectations for because you are our god and god i pray that you would give us the tools and the skill sets we need to get along with one another in jesus name we pray everybody say it amen